Some of Michigan State's football staff has officially been announced. Also, are we going to be on Aiden Child's commitment watch this weekend? What else is going to go on in the world of recruiting this weekend? We are joined by Ryan O'Blenis of Sparns Illustrated. And then, yes, oh, God, in the third segment, big, big weekend for our basketball team. Oh, God, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It is daily fantasy sports made easy with Prize Picks. Spartan friends, Spartan family, locked on Spartans listeners. Thank you so much for kicking off your weekend with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team every single day. And Ryan O'Blenis of Spartans Illustrated, hello over there. You are joining us today. It is back like it never left. And of course, I'm talking about official visit weekends because we got another one coming up this weekend, the next weekend. But before we start getting into all that, Ryan, how you doing, man? Because for once, you guys are actually like delivering positive news. We're talking positive about Michigan State. This is a nice little chapter that us, you know, media folk, I guess we'll call ourselves are in right now. This is nice. You doing okay? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, definitely keeping busy between the recruiting stuff, the transfer portal stuff, the coaching stuff. There's a lot going on right now. Definitely uh, a little tired, but getting through it. We can sleep all we want when we're dead. You know, that's that's a staple thing that we have. Well, we'll get we'll get to them in the third segment. God that team. Uh, anyway, we're going to stick with the coaching stuff right now just for a hot second because on Thursday it was officially announced that Jonathan Smith was bringing additions to his staff. And there's no real surprises here, guys. It's everyone that we've talked about. The assistant coaches, Blue Adams, the secondary, Keith Benafa, uh, the running backs coach and assistant head coach, Brian Lindgren, the offensive coordinator, Jim Moholchek, the offensive line coach, uh, coach Sui Noah, the defensive line coach, and then Brian Wozniak, the tight ends coach as well. And then also some secondary personnel too, like Mike McDonald, strength, uh, strength and conditioning, Dan Van Der Wright, chief of staff, Cole Moore, general uh, manager, Michael Doctor, director of recruiting, and then Austin De Armand, director of recruiting communications. Now these are additions to the staff, which make it interesting because it's been long rumored, borderline reported that well, Courtney Hawkins is sticking around, Harlan Barnett is going to stick around in some capacity, but. It just seemed obvious all along that Courtney Hawkins was going to be the receivers coach. He's not listed here. Again, this could be additions to the staff. That's one way to look at it. Or there's the other way to look at it of like, uh, is, is that not a sure thing? <laughs> like, is, is Courtney Hawkins maybe not coming here next year? Like, are we on Hawkins watch? <laughs> it's, it's weird, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, everybody listed on that. Uh, you know, the announcement today was pretty much all names that have we or other outlets had already previously reported for the most part. Um, but yeah, Hawkins is interesting. You know, he has had meetings with Smith, um, been some kind of back and forth going on. And, you know, I think everybody expected it to be done by now. Uh, and it's right. not obviously same with Barnett. Still don't know what his role is exactly. Um, with Hawkins, you know, I, I think there was a high confidence that he was expected to be retained by Smith and was coming back. I would say that that confidence isn't as high now. Um, uh, you know, I it's not 
he shouldn't be ruled out. I think he's still being considered. I have heard that MSU is possibly looking into other options at that wide receiver coach spot too. Um, but, okay. You know, I think that the Smith is still in the running and, you know, whatever the hangup is, I really don't know. Um, you know, I've heard some things that I'm not comfortable saying right now that I don't, cause I don't haven't been able to fully source that or not about why, you know, there's sure. some possible hangups. Um, but yeah, so I just say that, you know, I think the confidence on our end, you know, expecting Hawkins to have been retained is a little bit lower now, but definitely not like dead. You know, it's still possible. Yeah, it's just been fascinating following that because it just seemed to make sense. And obviously, hey, Nick Marsh, he's going to be in this weekend and he's the, the gem of this recruiting class. And well, of course, it goes hand in hand. He liked the receivers coach. Of course, he's going to come here. And now it's like. Some just some just weird, but uh, again, we got a few more days before everything gets tied up here. Let's just switch to this weekend, Ryan O'Blenis of Spartans Illustrated, and I mentioned Spartans Illustrated once again because you guys got the tracker of the official visit weekends. I'm just going to go down the list here, name all the guys that are on the record to visit this weekend. It is, of course, Nick Marsh, just like we talked about, Jaden Walker, linebacker, of course, out of Portage Northern, Justin Denson, Brandon Tulis, he's an Oregon State commit right now, Brady Pretzlaff, a Minnesota commit, Mercer and Charlton uh, Lanuski, and then Wyatt Hook. He is a former Oregon State commit, just decommitted yesterday on Wednesday. And then Oregon State transfer quarterback Aiden Childs, and there's no bigger name that all Spartan fans are focusing on right now than Aiden Childs. Ryan O'Blenis, in your opinion, point blank, are we on commitment watch this weekend for Aiden Childs? Like, is this just all going to coronate this weekend finally, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any real intel on what his actual timeline is, but I will say okay. that everything we've heard, um, you know, is that there is a very high level of confidence that Childs will be a Spartan. Uh, you know, I think it's not a done deal yet by any means, uh, but he, it would be very, very surprising if he does not end up in East Lansing. Um, you know, and, and I think obviously we'll want to probably take that visit first before he makes any kind of decision like that. Um, but yeah, sure. you, it, it wouldn't be surprising at all if he committed, you know, sh shortly after the visit or even during the visit, you know, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, Michigan state doesn't have a single scholarship quarterback on the roster at the moment. So, you know, obviously not only is this somebody who has already spent a year in the offense under Smith and Brian Lingren, um, you know, who can come in with that knowledge and know what to do. He clear, has a pretty clear path to playing time, I would say, too. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and, and he's really a dynamic player that I don't even know when the last time Michigan State had a quarterback like that was. Um, yeah. Dual threat guy who can make a lot of plays, and he got, you know, some experience in this past year at Oregon State. Um, and, you know, he definitely be huge and, and give – Michigan State and the new staff, a huge boost. So, yeah, definitely, definitely on watch. But, again, I don't know the exact timeline here. I, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to, like, play in my head, like, what could possibly happen this visit that would like, just, like, make him not commit to Michigan State eventually? Like, just his, his dorm full of cockroaches or his hotel, <laughs> like, the, the pipes just burst and he gets flooded out. Like, I, or they for some reason we don't have his flavor of Gatorade that he prefers. Like, I... I'm just I'm just trying try to play a scenario on my head that could make this even possible for him not to commit at this point. That's how positive all the news has been leading up to this point. But I guess it'd be better if we don't see that actually play out and come to fruition. But um, God, it's, 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 I don't it's think there's too much to worry about in that regard as of now. 
Thank God. Thank you. Now, of course, that's not the only Oregon State guy that is coming here. I just named two of the guys right now. Wyatt Hook, one of them, tight end out of Oregon State. And then also as well, Brandon Toulis. He's a three-star running back. Like, I, I don't know how much you know about either of these guys, but is this another case where it kind of is just a no-brainer that these guys are going to transfer here? Or I guess commit here, I should say the proper term. Um, or is that more of an open race than it is with Aiden Childs? Yeah, I mean, you know, Hook just decommitted from Oregon State. I've been chatting with him a little bit, trying to get to know him a little more. Same with Tulis. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that obviously I'm not as familiar with them as I am with the current Michigan State recruits that I've built up these relationships with and have been talking with for a long time. But, yeah, they're both very excited to come check out East Lansing. I uh, get a feel with it. Obviously, they're very close with the coaching staff that, that came over. Um and, you know, both their position coaches are over at Michigan State now. So that's obviously a seamless transition yeah. in that regard. Um, you know, there, there's the distance thing, right? Two lists coming from Texas, um, hook from Washington or out there in the West. So, you know, I don't know if that plays any factor in their decision at all. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely say if all goes well on the visit, there's definitely a good shot that they'll want to, um, you know, maybe ultimately commit here and, as long as, uh, you know, everything aligns with what they're looking for in the school. Like I said, they're, they already know what they got in the coaches. Um, you know, I, I think there's that's definitely on the table. Just hopefully hopefully they, they like the weather this weekend, which is going to be a mild December weekend in East Lansing. So that, that can't hurt. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. Now, I want to get more into, like, the Michigan State guys that are already committed because, just like you said, you've been in communication with some of these guys. I just want to know what the vibe is with all that. We're going to try to flip a linebacker this weekend. And also, I want to talk about a linebacker that is returning as well. But first, Ryan, I hate to do this, to, especially someone as nice as you are. i got to send you to the bench because I need to talk to people's ears off about prize picks, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Gang. How many times have you played a fantasy game or just made a parlay about some player props and then, hey, things are looking good in the first quarter. There's no way we're not going to hit the over here. And then, oh, my goodness gracious, my player's head has fallen off of his shoulders. He is hurt and he is never going to return to the game for the rest of his life. Well, Prize Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Now, how do you play PrizePix? Really quick, you take a bunch of players. They're going to show their projected stats. You got to guess more than or less than that projected number. You string enough together, and you can win up to 25 times your money. Also, start earning the money right off the bat when you go to prizepix.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepix.com slash college with promo code college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Now let's drag the one, the only Ryan O'Blanis with Spartans Illustrated back onto the stage here. And Ryan, uh, again... We, we got some Spartans already committed that have been committed for quite some time. They are on their way to East Lansing this weekend. Just what, what has been the temperature in the room with the guys that have still stayed committed in the midst of the first few weeks of Jonathan Smith? Yeah, just real quick. I think I accidentally said Wyatt Hope's coming from Washington. I meant to say California. Uh, Same difference. Same difference. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> You're out there from the West. Um, but, yeah, so as far as the, the current commits, um, you know, they all – are are in line with um 
the vision that Jonathan Smith has for the program moving forward. And, um, you know, they, they seem all locked in right now. Um, they are looking forward to getting back to campus this weekend, being able to connect with the, you know, with all of the new staff who's there, um, learning more about what exactly that vision is under the, and the direction is under this new staff. Um, you know, I think something that's interesting is, is Jaden Walker. Um, you know, Michigan State's been somewhat of a dream school for him for a long time. Um, okay. You know, he committed really shortly after he finally got that offer um, in September under the old staff. And, but now USC is after him, which is right. interesting. And, you know, Lincoln Riley actually came to Michigan this week to, to meet him in person. Um, MSU sent some guys to, to his basketball game this this week too. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think USC hired DeAnton Lynn and one of the first offers, if not the first offer that Lynn wanted to send out was to Walker, which is interesting. So, you know, Walker always felt like he was very locked into MSU, stayed committed, came up almost every weekend, even after all the Tucker stuff happened, he committed the day before Tucker got suspended, I believe. Um, right. And, you know, he, he's always been, you know, he's always wanted to be a Spartan from what he's told me. And, but I, I do wonder how much this USC stuff, um, you know, throws a wrench into any of his decisions. And I think that, you know, he, it's possible he might be taking a visit out there on the following weekend, if he doesn't already have that scheduled yet, I know that was on the table. So, He's right. definitely, I definitely think this visit for him is important to, for the new staff to connect with him, make sure that, you know, that they show him he's still a priority and want him there and how he fits into everything. And it's a little tough without the defensive coordinator and, you know, linebackers coach and stuff right now, um, assuming that that person still might not be in place for, for the visits this weekend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but other than that, you know, he's still fully, lot, you know, tells me he's still – solidly committed with MSU and everything. Denson, same thing. Uh, he, Blue Adams came and saw him at his house in Rhode Island recently. He, you know, you said he really vibed with him. He liked, uh, you know, what, what he was saying. He's you know, somebody he can see himself playing under in the secondary. Um, you know, he's looking forward to getting to campus this weekend and reconnecting and, and meeting all these new coaches and stuff. Uh, Marsh, you know, we talked about the Hawkins things a, a little bit. Uh, obviously, yeah. that's his position coach. That's important. That you know, that was one thing that that Nick and his mom told me was, you know, they hope that the new staff sees how valuable that Hawkins is. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily make or break if Hawkins were to leave. I, you know, Nick still seems really locked in. He was supposed to go on a, a visit to Colorado this month, and he ended up canceling that. Um, you know, Jonathan Smith came to River Rouge. He connected mm -hmm. with him, really liked meeting him in person. Um, you know, like I said, really likes the vision, everything that, that's lined up. Um, the twins, they are completely locked in. Um, you know, the, they uh, they love Coach M, the new offensive line coach. They got to meet him in Cincinnati recently, really liked what he had to say, who he was. Um, and, you know, they're going to get a chance to know, get to know him and connect more with the staff. Um, you know, and I think that's very important to have your, you know, your, your twin offensive linemen locked in when you've yeah. had a couple other important decommits at that position. And um, so, yeah, they're, they're very much looking forward to, to getting back up to East Lansing. They love coming here every time. Um, they've been putting out some fun videos of them riding unicycles and things like that. Uh, 
they come from interesting backgrounds where they do that kind of stuff and they used to be in the circus and do all kinds of other sports so. amazing <laughs> remarkable you you need that package up here any slants anytime you can get some people that have good enough balance to unicycle in their frames I, I'm just going to assume that translates to a good offensive lineman. I, I know I'm overstepping here on my uh, evaluation of talent, but that seems to be hand in hand with each other. I don't know. That's well, the footwork, yeah, and uh, you know they were—they've only been playing football for a couple of years, so with them, it's all about their potential and projection and their athleticism gotcha. and stuff like that. Is you know why Coach Cap on the previous staff fell in love with them, and you know mm -hmm. I think the current staff's going to really like them too because of all of that. Now, really quick, there is one other commit, or uh, he is a commit, just not here at Michigan State. He's at Minnesota right now, but he is a Michigan kid. He's from Gaylord. It is three-star linebacker Brady Pretzlaff. Now, defensive coordinator of Minnesota, Joe Rossi, he was in not too long ago. He's the Minnesota defensive coordinator, but could also very well be a candidate for this Michigan State job right here. Let's say that, you know, it, it's not Rossi for whatever reason. I, I guess what are the odds that Pretzlaff does flip to Michigan State, in your opinion? Or does a lot of it hinge on maybe Rossi flipping over to Michigan State? I don't think it necessarily hinges on that too much. Um, because okay. you know, for me, the, the talk about Rossi as a potential candidate it, it has been new over the last day or two. Um, and, you know, I've been talking to, to Pretzlaff for the last – week or two um and he's you know very much he's still fully committed to minnesota um but he's very much looking forward to checking out what this new staff at, at michigan state's about taking his visit i asked him you know if the defensive coordinator linebackers coach isn't in place for this weekend are you still going to come or might you try to push it and he said no he still wants to come this weekend either way um so i think that he's really just trying to get the new staff you know, get a feel for the new staff, um, whether that position coach is in place or not, and then meet with that person later. Um, obviously, if MSU does end up hiring Rossi, you know, that that's obviously going to be big, yeah. I think, in, in his recruitment and much easier to pull him over and flip him. Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily make or break, um, you know. To, but obviously, who the defensive coordinator is, is going to play a factor in it. We don't know. You know, the other name that we keep hearing is Jimmy Lake, but he's in the midst of the NFL season, and that sounds like things have gotten very complicated in negotiations there. Um, so gotcha. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I mean, maybe. Um, and, you know, a bunch of other names have been thrown out for that D.C. spot, and I think uh, Michigan State has a plan, and, and you know, they're going to execute it. This, this whole defensive coordinator search has been about as tightly bottled up as – Alan Haller searched for a head coach, so it's been very hard to get any kind of intel on what's actually going on there. Um, you know, I think obviously initially Trent Bray was, you know, I think Smith was expecting to bring him over and all that, you know, now he's the head coach at Oregon State. And they had to look into other options, but there's still other, you know, plenty of other options on the table. And I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that they're taking their time on this to make sure that they get the right hire, especially because Smith is an offensive guy. Right. Uh, so he needs, you know, to make sure that, that this hire is correct. Um, sounds like Penn State's defensive coordinator can be opening up. You know, that job might be opening up soon if Manny Diaz does, in fact, take this Duke job that's been reported as likely to happen. Um, you know, if that's the case, then that 
there's obviously more competition, uh, you know, from a team in your same conference in the defensive coordinator market. You would think Michigan State's much further along in negotiations with, you know, whoever they're talking to. Um, so I don't know if it'll affect it. You'd hope. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I know that um, Rossi, for instance, was, uh, you know, Penn State was highly interested in him last okay. time they hired Manny Diaz. So, um, you know, it, it's just another thing to deal with, I guess. But I would just tell fans, you know, no real need to panic right now about the defensive coordinator stuff. And when it happens, it'll happen. And they're just taking their time with it to make sure it's the right hires, my understanding. We, we like to panic, though. Like that, That's kind of like so, some of our things. You know, I, I don't know a life without panic, but oh, well, I'll, I'll try to take your best advice here. Uh, Ryan, this has been sensational. Really do appreciate all your time, all your knowledge. Anything you want to plug on Spartans Illustrated before we go, we'll let you enjoy the rest of the week here? Oh, just please come subscribe to Spartans Illustrated. Um, you know, we've been doing tremendous work throughout the coaching search, assistant coaching uh, search, recruiting the official visits. We got it all covered over here, so come check us out. You got it. And uh, up next, bas- basketball talk. We're going to talk about them. But, hey, no, thanks a lot, Ryan. You are the best. Really do appreciate you. Have yourself a great week, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Before basketball talks, just need to talk your ear off about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or it's your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers and really quick, before basketball talk, we did miss this on yesterday's show. We started recording before this dropped, but Darius Snow, linebacker, was in the transfer portal. Now he's not. He is coming back to Michigan State, said that after conversations with Jonathan Smith, he realized that he wants to complete what he started, and that was a career at Michigan State. So, as many of us already know, he's a linebacker, had a devastating injury now two seasons ago, played here and there this season, so... Look, will he ever be the Darius Snow of old that we know? Will he ever get back to 100% Darius? I'm not sure that he ever will. He, he did point out that all of his injuries are behind him. He is fully healthy. So that's the hope. The, the I mean, I'm not saying that he's lying and he's never going to be 100%, but that, that was a hell of an injury to, to undergo a few years ago. But if you could get like 80 or 90% Darius Snow on the field, look, at, at this point where you need just you know numbers going into the year next year, especially at the linebacker position, Okay, th- that helps. But also, too, just the intangibles as well. How about just what he offers just as a leader on this team, a, a borderline captain on this team? So welcome addition back to the team, Darius Snow. Fan favorite, always has been a fan favorite, and well, this is only going to help those matters as well. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this game Sunday at Nebraska. And that is what scares me right off the top right there, is that it's at Nebraska. 
And what I mean by that, why that strikes fear in my heart is no, not just because, you know, according to BartTorvik.com, Michigan State is 1.1 underdogs going into this game. And no, this isn't your dad's Nebraska basketball team. I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to be a top four seed in March Madness, but look, this is a live team. And do you know why they're a live team? Because they actually utilize the transfer portal and find holes on their roster and fill them through the transfer portal. Anyway, we're not going to gripe too much about that right now. No, I am just not thrilled at the idea of at Nebraska because point blank, this team's not great at overcoming adversity when they're at Breslin Center, when they get down early. Yes, they've had some cool fake comebacks in the end of the first half, and then they just will blow that. Let up two wide open three-pointers. And, well, hey, maybe in the second half they'll dabble around with a comeback too. But what's it going to be like when Michigan State maybe inevitably goes down 10 points at the under-12 timeout and now it's a road atmosphere? All right, that, that doesn't really necessarily tickle my fancy, but we are going to learn so much about this team. So many people, not, not just me, not just this clown with the microphone, but many other people with actual high, high opinions – they're questioning the leadership of this team. Does anyone have what it takes to steer the ship in the right direction? This is the time to do it. Back someone against the wall. And this is very uncomfortable to say this early in December, but backs are firmly against the wall. It's as close to a must-win game in early December as you could possibly get. So who's going to be the guy to step forward? Now, enough about Michigan State. Let's talk about Nebraska. They are number 31 in the nation in offensive efficiency and then also just inside the top 70 for defensive efficiency as well. Now, what that has done for them, that's gotten them off to a 7-0 and start. Not too bad. Until it was time to play Creighton and Minnesota, and they lost by double digits to both of those teams. Again, nice little 7-0 start, but those seven teams that they beat, I'm not even sure if they'd be good enough to win your local community high school's league championship. Like They played some lousy teams to get this season started. However, again, pretty good offensive efficiency numbers. They shoot the three-point ball at 31%. Two-point field goal percentage is at 53%. That's top 70 in the nation. And uh, yeah, they're actually pretty good at rebounding on the offensive glass. They rank 71st in the nation at offensive rebounding percentage. And boy, oh boy, if you remember the Wisconsin game, was rebounding an issue for uh, the Michigan State Spartans? Just a little bit, yeah. Anyway, this is not just going to be Kasai Tominaga bombing three-pointers over and over again because, man, the, he, was he a fun player to watch last year for Nebraska? He's still back. He's still shooting the three-point ball pretty well. He's still a really good player. But it's not just the Kasai Tominaga show. No, they also have Jawan Gary. They have Rink Mast. And then they have Bryce Williams. Now, the last two guys, Bryce Williams, okay, a transfer. <laughs> Would you look at that? A transfer that's doing really well for his team. And Michigan State has seen plenty of other teams have transfers that will have brought them to the finish line in these games. Bryce is shooting 41% from three-point land, one of the most productive players on their team at six foot seven. And also Jawan Gary is another guy that you have to worry about on the wing at six foot six. So it's going to be interesting to see how they defend them. And also Rink Mast, he is another transfer. He is from Bradford. And whoa, boy, yep. Another power forward or center that's having an okay season. Now, he does take a lot of three-pointers. Last year, he shot at 34%. This year, shooting it at 30%. So we'll see if they're going to implement the same strategy like they just did against Stephen Crowell and go under screens, or if they're actually going to come over the screens and be a little aggressive. But beyond that, 
solid player. I mean, shoots free throws at 90% so far this season. And he's always been kind of an okay free throw shooter. So, man, this is going to be a guy that it's not going to be a hack of mast, uh, if you will. So it's it's going to be yeah, a, a tough game. And you can see why as well. Um, just what what are we going to what are we going to be watching for this game? Everything we've been watching for last few games will the freshmen play how often will they play but really all eyes are on Xavier Booker and if or how much he will play is Izzo finally going to say you know what screw it I'm getting nothing from my five position right now and I know that the way Xavier Booker is built right now he's maybe like 20 or 30 pounds away from being a five in this league but you know what screw it let's just start developing the kid let's get him some run on the court he might get bullied he might get out rebound he might get lost on defense but dang it, so are the other people that were playing at that position right now. So we might as well start building up. And then finally, will we see Michigan State not start a game down 10 points right off the bat? I am wondering what the starting lineup is going to be. I can't imagine it's going to be the Carson Cooper show and Madi Sissoko show once again at the same time. My guess is that it's going to be Madi Sissoko at the five, Malik Hall maybe fully healthy again at the four, Akins at the three, Walker at the two, and Hogard at the one. So basically what we started this season with. We'll see what unravels from there. But yeah, again, guys, I, I hate to use the word must win. I'm not entirely at must win yet, but it, it is it, it's scraping. It's scraping that that term right there because you lose this game, you're below 500, you're four and five, and then what's your next game? Well, it's not that Stony Brook game. It's not that Indiana State game. It's not the Oakland game. It's top 10 Baylor is coming to town. They're coming to Detroit, 2 p.m., Little Caesars Arena. So, yeah, this is going to be a big one. Well, someone please just – Please just start hitting open shots, too, for the love of God. Any of you. Jaden Akins, you especially. I know you're trying your best, son. But, Mike, if you just find the bottom of the hoop for one of these three-pointers, uh, that would just make for a great weekend here in East Lansing. All right, gang. We will be back. We're going to recap everything that breaks between now and the end of the weekend. But until then, hey, enjoy your weekend. I love every single one of you. You guys are truly the best. Go Green.